It's the Fishing Frenzy with Rick Jordan. But I'll take down your fishing pole and meet me at the fishing hole. We may not get a bite all day, but don't you rush away. This morning's Frenzy is brought to you by Marine General, Chostrom's Archery and Bait and Tackle, Northwest Outlet, RJ Sport and Cycle, and the Fisherman's Corner. Now a fishing legend in his own mind, Rick Jordan. Good morning. Not a beautiful day. Well, at least we're here, huh? Dave, thank you for bringing me in like this. Oh, well, certainly. I'm glad to have you. Boom. So, Russ Francisco is going to kick things off. Oh, hey, Russ, got a question for you. Yep. I got uh, my buddy here. I had two questions. He solved one, what to do with old flares. You know, when you open yep. the, your your tackle box or whatever you keep your flares in, you find, mm-hmm. oh, they're expired. Don't throw them in the lake. Don't shoot them off. Take them to WLSSD. Yeah, or it's not illegal to have expired flares in your boat as long as you have current ones. Oh. So a lot of people will put, you know, keep two sets on just in case of some kind of emergency. Uh, so it's okay to have expired ones on the boat as long as you have current ones. So uh, I always tell people it doesn't hurt to have eight instead of four, uh, and then every, every time that you have expired ones, uh, maybe put those in uh, and move those into the expired column and take the uh, long expired and then recycle those. Wow. And if you have the ones that look like railroad flares, yeah, uh, they're fine in your car. You know, you can use them for safety. Uh, mine fit in a little pistol type thing. Yeah, so the pistol ones are tough, they, uh, and uh, they need to be uh, disarmed. Now, they, they do have some... Uh, uh, also, if you, uh, uh, and I'm not sure if they're still doing this, I'll have to ask, but the fire squad used to take them, and then they'd, mm. they'd have a test period where everybody could fire them and, and try them out. Cool. Fun. All right. Yeah. Take them to your fire department. Never thought of that either. The other yeah, question. All kinds of places. Yeah. Well, the other question would be, every couple of years, we have to get a sticker we put next to our boat license. <clears throat> Pretty soon, that gets to be about an inch thick. How do we get that clump of <laughs> license stickers off? Uh, well, a, a real good way to do it is to take a hair dryer, not not a paint removing gun, but a hair dryer, and uh, and uh, put some heat on it and peel them off. And then, if you use a good, uh, don't use a, uh, a glue remover because some of them are acetone; they'll damage the boat. But use something like a citrus cleaner that has orange in it or, or some kind of citrus, and that'll usually take the glue right off. Wow, you're yeah. good. Yeah, we've got some citrus cleaner at the store, but you can buy it anywhere, I think. Uh, just make sure it's a, it's a citrus cleaner and not a artificial cleaner. And uh, they've got these glue removers, and the ones that are really uh, very mild don't seem to work very well. And the ones that are acetone-based work really well, but they'll, yeah. they'll, they could damage your boat. So. Yeah, they could. So uh, yeah. use a citrus cleaner, takes it right off. Uh, especially if you got a rain, uh, plastic boat, Ranger or something. Well, yeah, or even decals on an aluminum boat. You know, a lot of yeah. that isn't painted anymore. It's a decal. So. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, I got a, a message from another fellow that said, uh, here's a tip for fishing this spring for the opener. First, mm-hmm. drill, drill a hole. <laughs> <laughs> and we've, then, been we're, we've been saying we're going to run two lines on the opener in Minnesota this year because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be on the ice. Yes, we are. It's a long way away. Lake Vermilion uh, fell up there, told me he he walked across it 22 inches on uh, his bay, uh, Norwegian uh, Bay. 
Yep, and I had a fellow uh, send me some pictures on Monday. He was on Pontoon Bay on uh, Fish Lake fishing, and the uh, yeah. copy fishing was really good. Okay. Uh, so we have lots of ice. I think I think for the Wisconsin opener, I, uh, the, I think the ice will be out pretty much everywhere, and we have one extra week for uh, Minnesota, and I think probably some far north places might be standing on the ice. Yep, yep, it's going to be weird, but uh, it'll it'll all break free, and Mom By gets Memorial to... Day, it'll all be open. Uh, yes, it will, and Mom gets to fish free next week and yeah even though the season isn't no it's not a walleye season all right some good deals at marine general supply other than the good tips you had Okay, lots going on. You know, we've got uh, 2019 inventories again, and, and so we're running all kinds of specials. So if you buy a Fenwick rod, uh, anywhere from 69 to $199, we'll put a reel on it at no extra charge. We've got inflatable life vests uh, from Onyx at $89.99. Uh, we've got them in a bunch of different colors. We've got uh, uh, all kinds of uh, rain suits at 20% off. They're everywhere from 40 bucks to $300. And so we've got all those on sale. Uh, we've got some lure specials up above on, on the floor. We've got all kinds of rod specials. I would say we're 95% complete, uh, and uh, the only thing we're hurting on is things that take microchips. Every now and then we don't have some depth saunders. But mm-hmm. as far as fishing gear, rods, reels, lures, and stuff, we're ready to go. All the marine accessories are full, anchors, bells, horns, and whistles, so we're on our way. Let's drill that hole and go fishing. Thank you, Russ. Yeah, amen. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye. We're going to talk about beavers. Now, we talked a little bit about it last last week, and uh, there was some question when we were talking with Kip Duncan, so... Kip has recommended this guy named Paul Ziroth, and we're going to talk with him about beavers. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Fishing Frenzy with Rick Jordan. It's going to be a beaver frenzy here in a second. Watch this. Uh, everybody, you know, we got a busy, busy morning today, and I apologize for our other guests who will be on a little, just a smidge later. So hang on. Hang on, Pat. Um... Paul Ziroth is with us. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Rick. You know, I've often thought that beavers are an amazing, wonderful little animal. And then I moved, they are, but then I moved to a lake that has beavers, and I realized what a pest they are. (laughs) They sure can be. Uh, You uh, do this professionally. You take beavers out of places where people don't want them, right? Well, I don't know if it's professional, but it's a hobby. It's my exercise plan instead of a health club. Uh, I make a few dollars off of it, though. Oh, okay. Well, you're certified by the DNR, right? Well, uh, certified, licensed, yes. Uh, also certified through the Minnesota Trappers Association. Okay, that's good to know. You're not just out there whacking them with a, a paddle. Nope. Okay. nope, I've been doing this almost 50 years now. Hey, how much is a beaver pelt worth? Uh, the price is uh, pretty poor right now. Yeah, the pelt is probably anywhere between five and ten dollars. Oh, that's not that good. No, it's not. Wow. But I save the uh, the castor glands and the oil sacs, and I sell those, and I sell the tails. Um, all the carcasses go to uh, guys with sled dogs, so everything's being used. Nothing's getting tossed in the woods. <laughs> uh, I have been with a sled dog guy, and uh, you are correct about that uh, that uh, beaver thing. They love that beaver meat. Yes, they do. It's bizarro, really bizarro to watch it happen. But So how do you go about trapping beavers? What's the technique? Um, streams, ponds, um, I go make an assessment, um, try and find a dam, try and find the beaver lodge or house. Um look where they're naturally going to 
cut the popple trees or whatever they're cutting for food. And yeah. They mark their territory. They have caster mounds. I look for those. Oh, uh, the what? Caster mounds? Yep. It's the scent gland they use to mark their territory to keep other beavers out. Okay. Okay. It's like uh, a stay away sign. Keep out. Yep. I let them tell me where to set the traps. Huh. How many little baby beavers? Were there kits? Is it yeah, kits? Kip, How many in, in that in that hutch there? Um, the female will have four to six young every year, and those young will stay with her that first year, and then she'll get pregnant again the next spring, and uh, then she'll start kicking out the older ones. Yeah, uh, muskrat is another one that looks like a beaver, but they seem to dig into the mud banks of lakes, right? Yes, they do. Yep. Uh, we've got those two, Paul, and uh, they can really hurt you because they make a hole that collapses when you walk across it. Right. Some ponds or sloughs, they'll uh, actually make a muskrat house yeah. out of reeds or cattails. Yeah. A lot of times they'll dig in the bank then, so. Wow. So how do we go about getting permission to remove beavers? Uh, and then how do we get a hold of you after that? Well, there's a season for beaver. It runs uh, about the third weekend in October through May 15th. So the season is open now for beaver. After that, you would need a nuisance permit. Um, On private property, the landowner can have some flexibility there with uh, bringing somebody in to trap beaver. Mm -hmm. Um, You can contact your local conservation officer. You can get a hold of me. Uh, The Minnesota Trappers Association has a website. There's contact information on there. Um, my email is paulz62 at yahoo.com if anybody wants to get a hold of me in this area. Okay, let's say that one more time. paulz62 at yahoo.com. Okay. paulz62 yahoo.com. All right, good. Correct. All right. How long does it take you to get the job done? It all depends. Depends how long the colony's been there, or if it's a new colony, or I think the most I've taken out of one colony is 19 beavers. So wow. Well, I'll say this: uh, I know the uh, some some federal people have said that they can save a forest, they can save the wildlife. They're an amazing, absolutely amazing animal until they become a real pest. Right. Yeah. Uh, wow. I've seen some articles about beaver, and they. They actually claim the in parts of the Yellowstone that uh, you know they've been a, they've been heroes. Yeah, they really uh, change the environment, and it brings in you know all kinds of waterfall and frogs and fish and yep. habitat for deer, bear, bobcat, yep. moose. All right, one more time on that on that uh, email for Paul Ziroff. Paul Z sixty two at yahoo.com appreciate the very quick uh, visit here and thanks for the information no problem rick have a good day you too bye-bye all right we gotta take a break dave and then we'll get a hold of pat kukul the fishing frenzy with rick jordan What uh, what brought that on? 
Johnny Horton. I don't know. Is they trap beavers up there? <laughs> there you go. Trapping beaver north to Alaska. Uh, good song. Good movie, too, by the way. Ah, true. Pat Kukul, good person. Hey, we missed you last week, Pat. I know I missed you, too. Uh, were you at the SHOT Show? No, no, that's long over with. Oh. I was in uh, Arizona visiting my beloved husband. Ah. <laughs> You got two, huh? And they changed, yeah, and they changed my flight, so there I was in the air while you were on the air. So sorry uh, about that. We'll make it up. We'll make up for it now. <laughs> I I once had a guest on, uh, not the fishing show, outdoor show, but uh, I I can't remember who it was, but it was about fifteen years ago. They were talking from the airplane on the air here. Well, uh, they frown on that. Uh, uh, yeah, they get they get all snarly about it. So. Snarly. <laughs> snarly. Well, Pat, snarly, Kuk- yeah. Pat Kukul is at Superior Shooter Supply, Ogden and Winter in Superior, and uh, spring is in the air, and people are getting outside it, doing some target practicing. It is, and we have, along with spring, usually comes uh, the search for air rifles. Yep. And the search for uh, rimfire rifles. And we have both, you know, and I really couldn't say that so much last year, but we do. And, yes, yeah, every, just like clockwork, okay, we, you know, let's get the air rifles. And, uh, you know, obviously there's some varmint issues, and, yeah. you know, they're good to have anyhow. And the ones now, you know, we, we uh, with the alloy ammunition, they're actually on short range just as good as, as uh, the rimfire and disposing of certain four-legged species you don't want around. And so, so soup cans, too. And soup cans too. So, and we do have a nice selection of those. And the ammo, we have a great selection of rimfire rifles right now. The best we've ever had. We even have the ammo, which is good. So we're real happy about that because it's kind of a a spring thing. And and you know every 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 day I pack up my wool mittens and put them downstairs, <laughs> and then the next day I bring them back up. And then, but it's got to happen pretty soon. Ah. <laughs> Well, but, instead of shooting soup cans, we can shoot ice chunks. Like ice chunks. And we also, on uh, next Thursday evening, from 6 to 8, we are having our metallic reloading class, and that is no charge for that. And you can, if you've been interested, if you think you might be interested, or if you're in it now, you know, just stop in. We can go through it with you. We're getting more and more bits and pieces. I've been telling people right along, uh, you know, pick up whatever you can when you can, but that part's getting better. Any interest at all in metallic reloading, and what I'm talking about there, of course, is rifle and handgun, stop in. It's at the store from 6 to 8 next Thursday, and Dan will walk you through everything and answer any questions you have. So, that's always been something, like, again, a lot of people are kind of scared of it, and there really yeah. isn't anything anything to be afraid of. And we're getting some, you know, some powder into as You know, we're in the same boat everybody else is in, but things are coming along. And another thing we've gotten in lately, which has nothing to do, I mean, it's even the wrong time of the year, but I'm going to talk about it anyhow. The 350 Legend cartridge came along, I think, in 2019 or 2018, specifically for Midwest states that only allowed uh, straight wall cases because of the distance issue, or maybe they were a shotgun-only state. Yeah. So that's why it was born, because it's, it's, the energy runs out about 250. So they came along with this cartridge, and, and it has been great. And the guns right with it, we have a you know, bolt-action 
um, kind of usually kind of a shorter gun that's great for kids too because it's low recoil. And that's another thing we've got, and I understand totally it's not quite the time of the year, but even so, we right now I'm talking about what we have, and and uh, we've got a nice assortment of rifles and and a, a good assortment of ammo, and it's been a real interesting cartridge. It's funny what shows up, you know, for us that everything's on backward or something mm-hmm. like that shows up. But we, you know, we're doing pretty well in that and pretty well in our rifles, too. The trap loads, oh, not so much. We got a few on the shelf, but we're getting more guns, too. I see Browning's letting loose of some. And, of course, the kids are shooting trap, as we all know now, yes. in, in the snow. Holy crap, those poor kids. <laughs> so, but they're out there, you know, they're out there. So it's all good. I would think wearing mittens or gloves, uh, trying to gently pull a trigger, might be a, no. an acquired habit there. No, it's not a good habit not either because it's no. just too it's just too bulky, you know. But those kids are tough. You know, uh, what do they know? They'll learn. <laughs> what they? They'll learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Uh, again, uh, you're at Winter in Ogden Spear Shooter Supply. What are your hours, yep. Pat? We're open nine to six Monday through Friday, nine to five on Saturday, and come on in. We're good. Anxious to see you. Thank you. Nice job. See you next week. The Fishing Frenzy with Rick Jordan. I'm dancing. George Harrison? Uh, the Electric Light Orchestra. Uh, it's not even close, is it? ELO. I remember them. Yeah. Hold on tight to your dreams. That's the name of it, yep. Can't even remember my dreams. <laughs> it's so long. Uh, hold on tight to them anyway. I'll write it down next time. Johnny Schallstrom, good morning. Good morning. I remember one time your mom got mad at me because I was always saying Charlstrom. Yep. No R in Charlstrom. No. <laughs> but about this time of year now, oh, by the way, i got to tell you my joke, too, that a guy sent me. He's got some tips for uh, opening weekend uh, walleye jigging. Yeah. <laughs> first, drill a hole. Oh. Uh, and then he, uh, you go from there. It's tough, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be a... A different opener. What do we do? I was thinking. Uh, I, I hear you can get your boundary water permits right now, but yeah. I think they're gonna. It's gonna. You're gonna have to take sled dogs in for the opener this year. Yeah, airboats. Yeah. Oh man, uh, it's gonna be tough. Island Lake will not probably be fully open. Probably. I'm. I'm holding on a little bit of hope. Mm. My my predictions and they're. There's, there's no science behind them, but my, my predictions are are everything north of Island Lake is still going to be frozen. But I'm uh, I'm thinking our reservoirs, Rice Lake, Island Lake, Fish Lake, will open up um, probably May 13th with the opener on the 14th. But oh, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. All right. I'll I, we're we're going to get a lot of rain this weekend, and that. Yep. That rain did so much good. The last big rain really knocked down the snow and the ice. And yeah. <clears throat> let's let's hold out hope that it puts the end of this ice. You have hope. I've given up on hope for years. 
a year ago, uh, our ice went out on Secret Lake on the 1st of April, and Island Lake about five days after that. So we are way behind. Uh, a lot of the big lakes, like you said, north, uh, uh, Red Lakes and, and Winnie and uh, Vermilion, forget about it. Yeah. But if you get down by, by Hinkley, yep. everything there is all the way open. You know, so um, maybe this year's opener, uh, instead of all of the people from down south coming up, uh, we might have to pick some bait up here and then head south. But, uh, hey, I'll meet you in Wyzetta, you know, Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> you know, there's going to be open water. You just might have to drive to it. Uh, the Minnesota DNR says, hey, folks, remember Lake Pepin? Yeah. Uh, that's on the Mississippi, I guess, Winona area. Okay. La Crosse, La Crescent. Um, I fished on uh, a governor's fishing opener on the Mississippi River on Lake Pepin. I'm, I'm just, I think it was Lake Pepin. And I was very surprised at how deep it was in the main channel, 12 feet. Really? 12 feet. You think it would be... 30 or 40 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like our channels up here are all of that, but uh, down there, I guess, they flat bottom boats are flat for a reason. Yeah. A few years back, um, I, I took a, a small boat, the depth finder, out on the Cloquet River, and, you know, all those years driving by the river, yeah. and you, you know, look at it, and you think you're looking at something that's 15, 20 feet deep all over, and you start going through that and there's a lots of areas that are about two three feet there's just nothing there uh-huh. and then you go around a, a deep bend and the one you watch the bottom girl fall for huh. three, huh. 40 yards and then you're right back into two three feet of water it's just pretty those rivers are interesting yeah mother nature what a trickster she is uh, you're getting ready, though, for the opener a couple of weeks away here in Minnesota, uh, one week away in Wisconsin. Wisconsin's going to have yeah. equal amount of problems, especially in the north end of the state. But what do you? Uh, what's coming in for bait for at your place? Uh, we haven't. Really, we got. Uh, we have a lot of crawlers in stock now. Hmm. I got. I got those in two weeks ago for the uh, sturgeon fishermen every year. The sturgeon guys always come in um, mid-April, and they're buying up all the flats of crawlers they can find. Yeah. And this year, that really hasn't happened. So I got a I got a walk-in cooler full of crawlers, but uh, not a lot of takers on them. Hmm. But you know hmm. they they're, they're going to keep good, and I will pack them up and maybe sell them those crawlers for the the opening weekend for. People that are going to probably hit something. Well, uh, there's a lot of water coming down that uh, rainy river, I hear. A lot of water. Yeah. And maybe they're a little bit leery about getting onto it. Well, John, uh, Archery, tell us a little bit about Archery, and we'll let you go. Yes. Uh, Archery's, in the last couple of weeks, been real busy. Uh, a lot of folks must be getting in some of their, their tax checks and uh, refunds and um, getting the bows they've been waiting for. Yay. So, archery's been pretty good. And, 
if you want to come in and shoot archery, the archery range opens every morning at 9, closes at 8 o'clock at night, with the exception of uh, Sundays. We're opening the archery up at 11 and uh, closing it down at 7. Okay, good. I'll yep. keep a tight line and hang on to those worms. We'll be needing them. All right. Thanks, John. Right around the corner. John Schallstrom. Minnesota DNR is seeking comments on the International Falls Area Fisheries Management uh, use. They're thinking of changing a few things. If you like to fish in the national park like Crane Lake, Franklin Lake, Little Vermilion, Little Loon, and Shoe Pack, and probably uh, Cavatogama and uh, Rainy Lake, and you have some ideas, you better pass that along to the Minnesota DNR, their website, you can tap in there and find that pretty easy. It's good fishing up there. Um, watch out for the snags. There's some killer rocks, and ah, you know you know the drill. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. The lights and the harbor. See you, heartbreak. You betcha. Bye. Uh, Don Gibson. Who Gibson? Bum, bum, bum. I don't know who the guy that does bum, 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 but that's my favorite. That, there's that one guy. He's got a huge, yeah, his larynx is like a goiter. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Dave Miller, top of the morning. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, everybody. Happy day. Where spring is here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I... I can't understand why we're selling so much reindeer this year. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> Stocking up for July. Yeah. Oh, you know, you were talking about the Lund boat with the skis and yeah. whatever on it. Yeah. And, and last, uh, let's see, <laughs> Saturday night, Sunday, we were out in Iron River. And and, uh, and on the Pike Lake chain, the, the west shore was open up about three feet from, ah. from the shoreline. And the bulk of the lake was nice white ice. But, <sighs> it, you know, the wind was blowing on Saturday. And, I mean, it was so nice. It was 61 degrees out there Saturday night. What? Yeah, yeah, 37 when we left town, 61 out there. But, uh, but the you know, I, I think Saturday and Sunday that wind was blowing, and that wind sucks a lot of cold off of those lakes. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens and what it looks like this week, but... You know, you, you look at the cycles that we've gone through, and we don't have that many warm nights. And it, you know, it gets gets cold. It gets a little bit warm and rains, and so yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. You might need your chainsaw to cut a cut a nice trench to troll in. You know? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> or that boat there with a snowmobile track underneath it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the the winds, the east winds, have played Hobbs in the Minnesota side today, or in the last week or two or three. But yeah, it, it'll yeah. all change. But you know, you're right. A lot of people did have to buy rain gear uh, because of well, the incipient rain. Oh yeah, and and you know, it's the other thing is, it's the the rain gear, and you know, we got a great selection of rain gear at this store. But then then the rubber boots, and mm-hmm. and it's like those itty bitty little kids rubber boots all the way up to the great big kids and the Boggs boots, and 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 it's just a steady stream of folks coming in getting getting waterproof footwear to to go out and do something outside. Well, stomping uh, ice chunks is good. We've got a little uh, frog pond, we call it, <clears throat> and now it's got uh, a mom and dad mallard pair 
setting, uh-huh. up, setting up home here. Well, yeah, the, the frogs will be lucky if they don't eat frogs. And and uh, but it's you know, Sam Cook had an article in the paper the other day about uh, listening for frogs. Yeah. And you know, even out behind our house, we got this swampy area. And I love going out there in the spring and hearing those peepers start. I love peepers. All kinds yeah. of noise. Yeah. yeah. And haven't heard a thing here yet. No. They're, <laughs> no. They're, they're all counting on antifreeze to keep them alive. <laughs> I've seen a few eagles and uh, some summer springtime birds are there, but uh, uh, they're staying down in Iowa where they're a little bit warmer down there. Yeah. You know, I was surprised on Sunday morning, walked down to the shoreline and off takes a pair of loons, you know. I mean, they'd taken off a little ways down the shore, and they were probably about 10 feet off the water. But uh, And I, I don't know if it's a pair, because if I remember right, they the loons, uh, the like especially in the fall, the males leave early, if I remember right, and the females <laughs> kind of follow them. Typical guys. But, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's kind of good to see that kind of activity going on. I think, I think, I think I read that males... Are loons made for life, but, you know, how long I, is... I believe that's right, too, and so it's like, how, if they fly separately, how do they know where to land, you know? Well, the flights are cheaper that way. That's yeah, true, yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah. We heard but, loons, but Secret Lake is not ready to accept anything that needs to land in open water. Just not, mm, not enough water yet. Yep, nope, nope, it's... It's just that that year, and it's going to change. You know, it's it's going to change really quick here. I think, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. But it's interesting. The frost isn't even out of the ground yet. No, not in even a lot close. of areas. Hey, yeah, we yeah. got we got to wrap this up. So give us your yeah, hours, yeah. locations for Northwest Outlet. Okay, we are at eighteen fourteen Belknap Street in Superior, which is just uh, just about uh, well. It's block west of Tower Avenue on Belknap Street. So easy. Our hours are 9 to 5.30 on Saturday, uh, weekdays 9 until 6. Uh, whatever you need for the outdoors, folks, Columbia, North Face, Carhartt, rain gear, life jackets, camping gear, tick stuff, come check us out. Get those kids outside, have fun, and stay dry. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend. Thank you very much. Hey, um, you know the uh, life jackets, uh, Dave, you probably haven't seen them, but it went you put it on and it's a it's a flat I don't know, it's just it's it's not a big bulky life jacket. It's like a vest. You put this vest on, you wear it, not in your way because it's not fat and mm-hmm. buoyant. Yeah. But when you fall in It blows up. It blows up. <laughs> well mine blew zip up during the winter. I Uh-oh. guess we had some rain or something <laughs> got in the uh the thing there and said So hey, how do you squeeze it back down then? You got to take it all apart and put a new uh, CO2 cartridge in. Oh, I see. Okay, Okay. more than that, you have to put in a little valvey thing, and I don't know what it's called a release valve for any other reason. And I'm not very good. The technical term is valvey thing. It's a valvey thing. Yeah. V A V L A T H I N G. (laughs) And I'm not good at that kind of stuff anymore. Uh, (laughs) So I took it to Marine General, and uh, I bet anybody that sells. Those types of devices mm-hmm. can can get you back in shape. Right. Northwest Outlet, uh, Bruce at uh, Marine General did a real good job on mine. It All ain't right. cheap, yeah, but it works. Got to be done. You're listening to the Fishing Frenzy with Rick Jordan. I've got a never-ending love for you. From now on, that's all I want. 
right, you got me on that one. Uh, let's see. Delaney, Bonnie, and friends. Ah. Got a never-ending love for you. I got a guy on the line here that was talking about, hey, Matt King. That's who we're talking about here at uh, Fisherman's Corner. Hey, Matt, you were telling me about a guy over at Brainerd that was drilling? Yeah, so he was. I was watching a video this morning of him. Uh, pulled a little uh, flat-bottom boat out there so he could check the ice, you know, and uh, he got out there. I don't know. He was, you know, tough to tell in a video, but he's out probably 100 yards from shore anyway, and he took his uh, K-drill and drilled down a hole there and cleaned it out and put the tape measure down, 18 inches ice still. On Gull Lake, Brainerd? Yes, yep. So that's, uh, that's south that's a of fair us. amount of ice. And that's south of us. <laughs> right. So, Gee. I mean, that's, uh, uh, I've heard reports up here around still 20, 24 inches in certain areas. Now, it's getting honeycombed, yep. right? It's not real uh, nice. Yeah. I saw the other day uh, a vendor came in. He has a place on, uh, um, I believe it's Malax. Um, and he was showing me the ice out there. It could be out by now because um, he was showing me the wind was pushing the ice onto the shoreline where his place is. Uh, there was all these shards of ice just piling up on the shoreline. Oh, that's scary there. We have seen it cross Highway 169 at uh, Garrison up yep. on the blacktop. And also, Izadis on the south end, a north wind has taken out their cabins several times. Yeah, and that's what he said. He goes, "This can get a little hairy here." Uh, wow! But, but so he was. But that tells me the ice is moving around out there, right? So we're, you know, could be open even by now out there. I don't yeah. know. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, we're going to be right to the minute, I think, of whether <laughs> we're fishing on the opener around here or not. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin, even you know that opens next weekend. Yeah. And uh, there's still a lot of lakes that are frozen there too you know that's not uh hasn't opened up anymore either so yep uh yeah minnesota at least got another week after wisconsin opens but uh i I guess some folks have been happy with what they've caught on on the brule river they have uh i just uh, one of my workers was over there yesterday uh they caught a couple of nice fish and uh, he sent me a couple pictures there and um it wasn't they didn't have a a real gangbuster day, but they caught a few fish and uh, some nice fish. And, uh, yeah, having some good luck. Uh, the rivers on the North Shore are still a little bit cold. Um, mm. You know, guys are getting a few fish here and there. But, uh, you know, I mean, this weather is just, uh, boy. Cold. Oh, yeah. It's cold. 30, 30 some degrees when you're down by the lake, yeah. you know, and that's that's cold. Especially with an east wind in your face. Hey, uh, no, nobody's mentioned anything about smelt, so forget it. No, I haven't heard a, even a whisper of that. Uh, I sold a couple of nets, uh, people just, uh, you know, getting prepped and whatnot, but uh, I have not heard one word about smelt at all on Park Point or, you know, anywhere around there. And and over by Ashland there, to my understanding, Trondigan Bay over there is mm-hmm. uh, still froze up. Um, so, you know, wow. that's going to be a, that's usually the first place, you know, over there. Uh, I heard Saxon Harbor's open. Yeah. Um, so that's working its way over, right? But uh, it still froze up over that way, too. So, you know, it was just a few weeks ago. They were, uh, the guys were still pulling the airboats out there and still ice fishing. So, um, you know, this is, uh, 
one of the latest I asked somebody the other day, I said, have you, when, have you seen this? And uh, he to, uh, a guy told me, he said, well, I remember going up to uh, Brimson area, and we were going up there fishing, and he said, uh, we got went and set up our camp on Friday night, and the lake was still frozen. Mm-hmm. Woke, up, woke up Saturday morning, and the lake was uh, open. Magic. Magic. Yeah, and, that, and that's, like, that's like 30 years ago, though. Well, you know, wind shifts can, and, and by the way, when the wind shifts and you happen to be standing on the shore and the ice comes in, it's a it's a beautiful sound. It really yep. is. It's angelic. Yep. Tinkling ice yep. and stuff, but crazy. Well, you got some good deals at your shore before we run out of time. Yeah, we, uh, we're we're running all kinds of different things. If you buy a rod and reel uh, combo or just a reel, we'll fill it up with uh, trilene line or we'll take the whatever the trilene line equivalent is and we'll take the discount off of some other line if you want like power pro or maxima or whatnot so we'll uh, fill that up for free for you and get you set up out the door and uh, we've got a bunch of uh, gun specials going on uh, some we got some huge discounts on 40 uh, uh, and 9 mil ammo uh, at 50 percent off uh, which is unheard of uh, we're clearing some stuff out there and and we're running some, uh, you know, we we got our crawlers in last week, so we've been selling lots of those. Lots of guys going up to the rainy, uh, you know, looking for the sturgeon. Yeah. Um, and so um, we got quite a few deals, and we're going to keep running more specials every week. And uh, but uh, that uh, line deal will go all the way through the summer. You buy a rod and oh. reel from us or whatnot, we'll fill your reel up for free. So. Um, you know, come on up, and we'll get you set up. Well, we got a huge selection of rods in stock. We're uh, we're really uh, ready for everybody. So come on up and check it out. So thank you, Matt King at uh, Fisherman's Corner, close by Pike Lake. Week. See you later. Appreciate yep, it. Bye. Coming up on ten o'clock here in uh, a minute or so. Unless my clock is wrong, it's ten o'clock now. No, nope. nine fifty-nine. There you go. <laughs> And this is called, I get, a lot of people ask me the name of this song. It's called The Old Fishing Hole. The Fishing Hole, yeah. Or the theme to the Andy Griffith Show, I guess. <laughs> right. Take your pick. Well, that's it. Right. Uh, everything's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's just uh, listen to the music, and I'll see you next week as we talk Mother's Day next <laughs> weekend. Mom can fish for free oh, in wow. Minnesota. You just can't fish for walleye. All right.